For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. And Ike, we are less than two weeks away from the 2022 NFL draft. The NBA playoffs is underway. Major League Baseball regular season is underway. A lot of sports action to bet on. If you want to place a wager on any of it, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Make sure y'all go to betonline.ag for hockey, for baseball, for the draft, also for the NBA playoffs. Head over to betonline.ag on your desktop or mobile device today. It's easy to get started. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, less than two weeks away from the start of the 2022 draft. I hope you had a great Easter holiday weekend. How are you doing this morning, my man? Yeah, Marco, you had a good one as well. But let's get into this draft, man, with the DNs and the D-tackles. Mark. And we're going to start with the edge rushers. And Ike, we were talking some before the show. I think you're absolutely out of your skull for who you have at the very top. I I like Trayvon Walker from Georgia. I like him. But to have him number one over both Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan and Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon, make the case, Ike Taylor, because I still don't really understand it. Because he's my Michael Parson. He can play outside linebacker, inside linebacker. He just so happened to be a great edge rusher. When you want to talk about the best athlete when it comes down to the edge rush position, you're talking about Trayvon Walker. When you want to talk about a guy who haven't even reached his potential, as being a heck of an athlete in the NFL, you're talking about Trayvon Walker. So I'm not talking about a guy you just named in the Kayvon Thibodeau or Hayden Hutchinson because you only know they play that position. If he gets with the right DC, <laughs> we're talking about Trayvon Walker. He can be your next Michael Parsons. I do understand the athleticism, 6'5", 272, 451 in the 40, a 35 and a half inch vertical, a 10 foot, three inch broad jump. So I get that. And he had a play in the national championship game. Ike, this was not like a splash play where he chased down an Alabama receiver, something like 25, 30 yards down the field a relentless pursuit of the football, something I only see. And I'm not saying, and I'm not comparing him to Cam Hayward, but Cam Hayward's like the only other player where I've seen someone from the D line chase down a skill position player down the field. Ike, you were there at the national championship game. You remember the play I'm talking about? Yeah, I I was, I was there for the game. That's, that's why I got him number one as my, I got him as the best athlete. Mark, you want to talk about a guy at that position being one of the best athletes. There is, there is no, uh, roof or ceiling to his potential you know i don't even i don't even think he understand how good he can be and that's the same way i looked at michael parson last year like i don't even think michael parson 
even understood how good it can be. Then when you listen to Michael Parson interviews, Michael Parson like, man, I didn't really know what I was doing out in the field. I was just playing football. So now you're like, dang, his second year coming in 2022, Michael Parson going to actually know what he's doing. So he's going to be able to make more plays. The same way I look at Trayvon Walker, man, when you just got a guy who's a superior athlete. I was athletic, but I wasn't a superior athlete. Troy Palomalu is a superior athlete. And that's how I look at a Trayvon Walker being a superior athlete at that position. All right. Here's where I push back, Ike, because the 6'5", 272, he played inside at Georgia, he played outside. Like, I worry that potentially in the NFL, if he's not used correctly, that he's a bit of a tweener just because he's, you know, more than big enough to play off the edge, but not quite big enough to be on the inside. The tape that I noticed is that his bull rush was very effective at the college level. How does that translate at an NFL level? And I would like to see him develop some more counter moves. He benefited a lot at Georgia from when he would line up on the interior in the Georgia defensive front would run stunts, meaning the end comes crashes inside and he crashes outside. A lot of his highlight plays were on stunts, but I go back to something I said about the Georgia Bulldogs defense a few weeks ago here on our show, Ike heat seeking missiles from that Georgia defense that won the national title this last season. And when you get a lot of dogs together, even the cats start barking. Trayvon Walker was part of that defense that won the title this past season. Yeah, 100%, man. We can talk about Trayvon Walker all day and what he brings not only to a defense, but, but to a team. During the time of the pandemic, when you want to talk about who's the head honcho, who's the leader, everybody just pretty much pointed at Trayvon Walker. And that's what you want from an inside or Mike linebacker. He just so happened to be a strong edge rusher. So that's that's exactly what I'm saying. I know we get to Aiden Hutchinson, and I know a lot of people have him number one on the board. I don't know if Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson could have did the same thing in the SEC, is what I'm saying. Because when you want to talk about the SEC, we're talking about offensive tackles, offensive guard, interior linemen who are going to the NFL. We're talking about guys who are good in space. We're talking about Trayvon Walker, who's able to walk down a wide receiver, potentially going to the NFL. So when you're talking to me about an edge rusher, when I see a guy who's 275, but he's sprinting down the field and able to make a tackle, I'm not talking about the hustle part. I'm talking 30 yards down the field, tackling the receiver. I don't know if Aiden, I don't know if uh, Kayvon Thibodeau could have did that. Matter of fact, I haven't seen that. Matter of fact, we're talking about the SEC as well. So when we're talking about that, I'm looking at the athleticism. I'm with you there, Ike. Again, what I would like to see, because his bull rushing was very, very effective, I'd like to see him develop some more moves. And that's why, and we can transition here too, I like Thibodeau and Hutchinson more than Walker. And it's not that I don't like Walker as a prospect, but that's something I'd need to see him develop in the NFL when there's not as much uh, of a gap athletically when you're going up against an NFL offensive lineman. I don't think that that athleticism gap is as high at the NFL as it could be in college. But again, that's why I like Thibodeau and Hutchinson more than Walker. You have Thibodeau as your number two defenseman. I had Thibodeau at number two as well out of Oregon. And this is more than just a football player, Ike. I love the confidence when he steps onto the University of Oregon campus and tells Phil Knight, the Nike co-creator, saying, you're going to make my shoe one day and is dead serious about it. You know, fast forward a few years and they're in on NFTs together. Uh, he had a lot of great 
NI, uh, NI, uh, NLI to uh, agreements with United. So this is someone who I think is more than just a football player. He'll use his football excellence to pursue other endeavors. But you talk about size and speed. To me, Thibodeau was the best speed rusher uh, of all the edge rushers in the 2022 draft. The speed off the edge, 6'4", 254, 4'5", in the 40, 27 bench press reps, Ike, to a heralded prospect coming into Oregon. But what did you see out of Thibodeau to make him number two on your list? Slightly athletic than Trayvon Walker, but at the same time, when you want to talk about what you just said, Mark, a pure pass rusher, this is exactly what Kayvon Thibodeau was. To go as a freshman and tell Phil Knight, you will be making a shoe in a couple of years because this is how good I'm going to be. And then in a couple of years, you're actually that good. Now you and Phil Knight are dang their best buds. <laughs> Said a lot about Kayvon Thibodeau and his confidence. But the only reason why he got that confidence is because he put in the work. The only reason why he got that confidence is because he's Mr. Consistent. So when you get a guy like a pure pass rusher like Kayvon Thibodeau, when you pop in the tape, that's just – it just comes off the tape as a pop. So you, you always ask it, who this guy? So when I was watching the tape of Kayvon Thibodeau, by his stance, by his body language, I already knew where he was lined up because he always pops off the tape. He made the, the highlights I watched, Ike. He made UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson's life absolutely miserable. And like, that's no I, knock on the UCLA QB. Sorry, go ahead, Ike. No, he, he made that game for that quarterback in that offense uh, tackle a nightmare, a living, uh, a real live nightmare. Yeah, yeah. And I'll say this too. I'm going to put this out there. The Detroit Lions pick have the number two overall pick. Do not overthink this if you're Detroit. Think about it this way. You can have Panay Sewell on your offensive line for the next decade protecting your quarterback. You can have his college teammate anchoring the defensive line. You can dominate the line of scrimmage for the next decade plus. Draft Panay Sewell's teammate with the number two overall pick. Take Kayvon Thibodeau. Do not overthink this Detroit Lions. Newsflash, like I, I'm telling you, if they pass on this kid, they are going to regret it. Mark it down. This is April the 18th. I'm saying this. You best believe, Mark, and you beat me to the punch again. That's why I dislike you sometimes. <laughs> you best believe uh, Pickle is talking to the general managers and his head coach. Like, if y'all want a guy like me with your attitude, coach, if you want a hard-nosed bar fight, street fighter guy with your attitude, draft my partner, K1 Thibodeau, and watch his work coming from Oregon. But what I did like with it, which was a question mark for K1, was his run support. He cleared all that this year in this play. So now going into the season, his run support was a question mark. They can't say nothing. He might be one of the most complete because he's just a pure pass rusher. Not only he's a pass rusher, he answered the question as a run supporter, Mark. One other thing I noticed about him, and we'll move on to Hutchinson in just a minute, <laughs> but there was a play he had against Fresno State, and it was a strip sack fumble. He forces the fumble, and the way the ball comes out, it hit the referee behind the line of scrimmage. And the referees, like, on an angle off to the side behind the line of scrimmage, there's different places the referees line up on the field. I've never seen a quarterback get hit and fumble in that way, and it just shows you how explosive Thibodeau is off the edge. We mentioned the NFT deal with Phil Knight. 
He also had a pact with United Airlines as a college athlete. He launched his own cryptocurrency. He was a roommate. He was a roommate of Justin Herbert at Oregon as well. So like, I, I actually like that he has other ventures because he's going to use his excellence on the football field for other endeavors that I just can't wait to see what this kid does once he gets into the league, Ike. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau just surround himself with greatness. You know, Justin, he's going into a couple of years in the NFL, Herbert from the uh, L.A. Chargers. You see what he's doing. Uh, Suwell, his, uh, his guy who just got drafted last year, the offensive lineman from Detroit, we already see where he's headed. Now we're talking about Phil Knight, the ultimate billionaire, so you already know where he's going with that. So Kayvon, he just get, gets it. As we talk about him even more, he gets it on and off the field. Another guy we're about to talk about that you're about to mention, he gets it on and off the field as well. Let's go to your next edge rusher, Ike, and that is Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. He was my number one edge rusher. I would be shocked if he's not the number one overall pick in the 2022 draft. That's what odds makers are pointing to. I, he has multiple moves. He has all the combination, the size, the speed, the power, the hands, the combination. I think there's shades of the Bosa brothers there. I had him for my player comp is a TJ Watt light. I'm not saying he's going to be TJ Watt, the single season sack record holder, but that's what it reminded me of consistently lining up over teams, opposing right tackles and making opposing offenses lives. Absolutely miserable. I'll tell you this. Aiden Hutchinson, 6'7", has a motor. When you look at his background history coming from his family, a lot of his family members played in the league. Uh, superior athletes played a lot in college. Here's a guy you won't have to worry about anything off the field. He gets it. He's a pro's pro. I get that part. For me, it was kind of a limitation. And the limitation was the kind of, the kind of guys he was going against in college, Mark. Yes, he, he probably has the total package right now. But for me, this is his ceiling. What you saw in college, this is exactly what you're going to see in the NFL. I'd be the first to say it. I know I'm going to get a lot of kickback back. But, man, I think he's a robber. I think he needs a Batman to, for him to really go and trust his potential. I think if everybody's just lining up and they know what Aiden Hudson is, I think he would struggle. Six seven, and then when they measure his arms, they said he had the shortest arms out of everybody who was six seven. What I do know, if you're an offensive tackle, you have to have long arms. As long as you use that reach and that punch, you're able to kind of mirror wherever you want the guy to go. Yes, he does have a motor. Yes, uh, the total the total package right now, NFL ready out this edge rusher group, I think he is. I think what you saw at Michigan is just him in general. There is no, there is no, there is a ceiling to his potential, and that's what it is. That's why I had it at number three for my edge rusher. That makes sense, Ike. At least in in my opinion, that makes sense. Again, you might get pushback from that. Um, One other thing I noticed, too, with all of his playmaking abilities, too, Ike, from a defensive end standpoint, he did not break his contained responsibility, and he still consistently made plays. You always tell me, Ike, when we watch film during the season, during your Taylor Talk segment analysis of game film that we watch, that you lose contain, you lose the game. And a lot of times with defense fans, they go and they get sucked in, say, on uh, a, a counter tray action or a read option play, and they're trying to make the highlight play and they lose contain responsibility. I did not see that on tape from Hutchinson. Someone, again, who consistently made plays but still fulfilled his contain responsibilities. It's one thing I noticed on film with him. 
So that's why everybody had him so high on the board. So when you go to Michigan and you ask Coach Harbaugh, what is his grade? Does he does he uh, keep contained? Coach Harbaugh said, this is what he do all the time. He know exactly what he needs to be. He's not going to jeopardize or forfeit the defense because he's getting selfish and he wants to make a play. He's going to find a way to make a play. That's, that's just what Aiden Hutchinson is. Now, when you just cross over to the NFL league, Mark, that's what you want as a player. A guy who has a high IQ, know where he needs to be, and not going to jeopardize the play or that defense for him to make a play. So I get it. Six, seven, looking like a, one of the bolsters, even though he's not a bolster, you're going to get everything you need, a franchise player on and off the field. He's already pro level, but it's just the two guys between Thibodeau and Walker White named in front of him, the athletic ability. And the ceiling isn't there for those two guys. I think what you see is what you get from Aiden Hutchinson. He played his best football in that win over Ohio State. 15 pressures, three sacks. Right. And Michigan finally beat Ohio State. A huge game. Uh, I'll say this too. Definitely benefited from David Ajabo being opposite him at Michigan this past season. Uh, so, so now you're talking you, Batman and the Robins. I don't know if I don't know if Ojabo is Batman, but definitely. But listen, you have those two those two dudes off the edge, especially at the collegiate level. And it's hey, we're going to race to the quarterback and see who eats first, Ike. I think he's a great robber. <laughs> All right, we're going to keep it in the Big Ten. George Karloftis out of Purdue is your number four edge rusher, six four two sixty six. I, I saw someone who just lined up all over the field, created havoc in the backfield. He was an incredible athlete in Indiana. He was a two-time Indiana State High School shot put champion. Uh, but he attacks footballs. And of any of the edge rushers we're going to talk about today, Ike, to me, Karloftis was best at creating turnovers and attacking the football, not just going after a tackle of a, a sack of a quarterback or a tackle of a running back. He was great at attacking the football, forcing turnovers, uh, forcing fumbles. That's what I noticed from the Purdue the Purdue product. The only reason why I had uh, George Karloftis um, at number four was because it's hard to put him in front of Aiden. It's hard to put him in front of Walker. It's hard to put him in front of Thibodeau. Thibodeau. If he would have came out next year, I probably would have had that number, number one edge rusher coming for the 2023 draft. But when you want to talk about a ball hawk who's just so happened to play on the defense of line, this is George Kalafutis coming, coming from Purdue. This guy, man, he's not only trying to make the tackle, he's trying to get the ball and cause having great turnovers. That have to be a second memory. You know, you, you don't you don't coach that. That's the same way James Harrison played. That's the same way Lamar Woodley played. And you see that with T.J. White. When T.J. White gets close to a defender, he's really not trying to make the tackle. He's trying to force a turnover. This is what George does well. But the only reason why I had him at number four was because, man, it's hard for Aiden, uh, Trayvon, and also Thibodeau to put him in front of those guys. But when you, when you looked at him, man, this guy, I think, in my personal opinion, he might be one of the steals at this position in this NFL draft. 100% Ike. The NFL's Greek freak, we can call him just for short because Karloff, this is a little, it's a little bit of a mouthful, but a 21 bench press reps, a 38-inch vertical jump, and he's already 6'4". So, again, wreaking havoc in the backfield. He had a scoop and score against Wisconsin where he's running down the field, and I'm like, man, 
<laughs> pulling away. He's going the other. Yeah, and it's just like, is this a receiver out there? It was unbelievable. Yeah, he pulled. He was pulling away. Usually, when you get a defensive lineman, somebody who's a skill position kind of gained ground on the guy. Nah, George was pulling away from guys. Yeah, I'm glad you noticed that too. I'm glad you noticed that too. Uh, I'll say this too. The edge rushing position, Ike, we love the depth at the receiver position in this year's draft. Correct. Going through this list, I think that the edge rushers might be even deeper. And this is a a very, very deep class for the receivers because there are going to be a few guys left off our edge rushing list that I'm like, in normal years, they'd probably be first-round picks, and they still might be first-round picks because we're only going to go through five. Nah. This this edge rush position, Mark, is is very deep. We can name at least four more. You know, whoever who have, who have oh, yeah. go late first round for sure, a high second round, but we just don't have time. We're going through five with these. But like you say, man, it's it's deeper than the sea right now when it comes down to this edge rush position. And when you look at these receivers coming out, even though you want to get uh cornerbacks to guard these receivers. The best cornerback to a defense is an edge rusher who can get to the quarterback so the corner don't have to cover for long. <laughs> Spoken from a pro, played 12 years in the NFL, Ike Taylor. Uh, number five, Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State, 6'5", 254, a four five eight in the 40. And this past season, he just made plays for the Florida State Seminoles, game after game after game after game, 11 and a half sacks, 17 and a half tackles for loss and only 12 games played to pass deflection to force fumbles. I also thought that Johnson was very good at attacking the football. One thing I'll say though. So he started his career at a community college in Kansas transfers to Georgia and didn't start at Georgia. And that shows you how loaded the Bulldogs defense has been the past few seasons. He transfers to Florida state and had an excellent 2021 season. He's your number five edge rusher. Ike. Make the case for Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, Jermaine Johnson, uh, of course, my son, I mean, my son, my nephew, Bishop Thomas, he's at Florida State. He got there, D-tackle, well, he likes to be called a D-lineman. He got there in January. So over the course of a few years, I got to see Jermaine Johnson the second in person. And when you see him, you you promise to God that was the Hawks' son because that's exactly built. He's built like a comic book character. He's built like somebody had drew him up. But then when you pop in the tape and you watch the first game, the first game really shocked me. You watched the one he played Notre Dame. When they played Notre Dame, when Florida State played Notre Dame, he was everywhere on that field. He knew the world was watching. He knew it was going against somebody who was going to the NFL on the offensive side at Notre Dame, and he showed up. As we say in New Orleans, he was cutting up in a good way on the field. So that's what I loved about Jermaine Johnson, man. Not only that, but his stock went up in the senior bowl, Mark. So it was a lot of questions on can he be consistent? What's his drive? What's his work ethic? Can he be healthy enough? Once he got to the senior bowl and he went against these, you know, these pro or these soon-to-be pro offensive linemen and these one-on-ones in the game, that raised his stock all the way up. But what you want to talk about from a physicality point, point and the guy when you just look at him with his shirt off, you like holy moly, that does transfer over to the field. Luckily, he did go to the he did go to the senior bowl to boost his stock because it was a lot of question marks. I think Johnson will also benefit from some continuity in the NFL, considering, again, started his college career at Independence Community College in Kansas, then transfers to Georgia, and then plays his final year at Florida State, 
once he gets some continuity, learns a system, is able to play with teammates for a while, I think he's going to benefit from some stability once he gets into the league. And again, continuity with coaching and everything too, and what that can do for a young player's development, because he produced this last season. He was only Correct. in the, the Florida State's campus for one season, Ike. So right. excited to see what he can do. Uh, a few other players I just want to mention before we go oh. on to the defensive tackles. Uh, Arnold Ebikati out of Penn State, I think deserves some love. David Ajabo out of Michigan as well. Uh, I hope Ajabo can make it back from that torn Achilles drill he had at Michigan's Pro Day. And right. like I also hated seeing that clip that like no one went to go check on him while right. he's like rolling around on the ground. Um, you know, I, I hope he, he can get back on a football field because whichever team drafts a Jabo is going to be a very, very solid player later than he should go in the draft because of that Achilles injury. Uh, Nick Benito out of Oklahoma as well. So just three players I wanted to mention, Ike, that like under normal seasons, we will right. be talking about them during the segment, but there's so much talent at the edge rushing position. Again, edge rushing and receivers. If you need those positions in the 2022 draft, you're probably going to get a good player this year because there are a lot of talented players at those two position groups. No, 100%. I'm glad you mentioned those guys. Uh, like, But like you say, early on, early on in the show, Mark, this edge rush, rush position, other than a wide receiver position, they might be deeper than the wide receiver position. And that's exactly what you need when you got receivers coming out. You want guys to get to the ball, you want guys to get to the quarterback, and you want them to get that ASAP. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by Athletic Greens. And Ike, it's really, really important that you take care of your health. With one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, and adapto greens. And you can do that and start your day right. Not two, not three, not four, but just one scoop of athletic greens to get your day started. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop, like I'd said, in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. Disclaimer, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. We will go to defensive tackles now, Ike, and we go back to Athens, Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs and Jordan right. Davis. 6'6", 341, that 478 in the 40, people were salivating about. Ike, this is one of two players I would love to see the Steelers draft, either Jordan Davis to help improve the interior defensive line for our beloved Steelers defense. Hopefully he's still around at number 20 or Malik Willis out of Liberty. Those are the two players I want to see the Steelers draft. But I will say this about Davis, a four-year contributor. He did win the Chuck Bednarik Award, Best Defensive Player, and the Outland Trophy for Best Interior Defensive Lineman. I would like to see Davis lose a little bit of weight. 341's a little bit heavy. I know he's 6'6", but I just want to make sure that he can stay healthy on a football field, and you can count on Davis being a three-down lineman. I love the size and speed, but I want to see him lose a little bit of weight. Am I crazy to think that? No, nah, you're not crazy, but I ain't tripping. 
I mean, 6'6", 341, 478 four, right now. I'm 180 pounds. I probably run the 478. That's just being real with you. <laughs> for me, with, with, Jordan, with Jordan Davis, Mark, Jordan Davis, man, he's the best player in the draft, in my mind. He's a three-down player. He's going to always cause havoc. If you watch tape, his, all his Georgia teammates rallied around him. He's a fun-loving teddy bear. He just so happened to play like a madman when it comes on the field. So that's what I like about Jordan Davis. For me, I look at him after everything is said and done, man, he's going to be a $500 million guy with all his contracts, and he will be going to the Hall of Fame. When you want to talk about building your house from the ground up, you build your house with this guy, Jordan Davis. So that's why, in my mind, he's the best player in the 2022 draft. Wow. Wow. I I wrote down from what you just said, fun loving teddy bear who plays like a madman on the field. That's the best sentence I'll hear today. I appreciate you, man. The day just gets going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, again, people are going to love the size and speed with Jordan Davis. Let me ask you this, Ike. Do you think he'll still be around that number 20 when the Steelers pick? I don't think he'll be around, Mark. Honestly, I think he's a, he's a top 10. Depending on how a person has their boards, whether it's wants or needs, I know for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they always go on what they uh, need, not what they want. So they always have a calculated system with, with Kevin Cobra and exactly the way they do it. Now, a lot, a lot of other teams, Mark, they just go off for needs. So if it's the guy that they need and they missed out on the, on the guy, they're going on to get the next guy they had on the board. But for me, I'm just looking at, man, this is this is the future. This is the right now. This ain't the past. He's the present. I'm getting If Jordan Davis is on that list, if in my personal opinion, I'm picking him number one off the board before anybody else. Heck with a quarterback. Heck with a defense alignment. Heck with an edge water because he's going to create havoc. He's going to be the foundation. He's going to be the franchise player for whatever franchise he goes to, Mark. My personal opinion. I think we'll look back on this and we'll say, yet again, Psychic Ike Taylor made an appearance here on the Believe in Steelers show. We will go to his Georgia teammate, Devontae Wyatt, as your number two defensive tackle in the 2022 draft, the 477 in the 40. Another key player on this Georgia defensive unit. He had 12 tackles for a loss, five sacks during his four-year career, put his best season together in the 2021 season, 27 quarterback pressure, seven tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. Uh, also a former high school shot putter, great technique. And so Georgia used him all over in the three technique and the one technique, handful of other spots. If I could ask the Georgia coaches one question, I would love to ask them how they decided to move their defensive players around from a scheme standpoint, because they had so much talent all across the board, Ike, not just with Jordan Davis, but with all these other teammates. Next week, we're going to be, or next episode, we're going to be talking about the linebackers. And I know Kobe Dean was part of that unit. So I would love to just be able to talk scheme to say, how did you decide to line this player up here? Because they moved their defensive players all around the field. Devontae Wyatt was a part of that as well in the 2021 and it, season. So to the Georgia coaching staff, Mark, but the guys they had this year for Georgia's 2021 season, we could have coached that. I don't know if we would have coached that. <laughs> we, I love we it. Coached, we would have gotten the playoffs for sure with all this talent. <laughs> Man, we're talking about a potential five guys coming off of defense 
who might go first round. Top 40 picks for show from this Georgia defense. But Devontae Wyatt, man, for me, when I look at him, he's a true 4 3 scheme defensive guy. That's how I look at him. You know, even though he can play inside or outside because he's that explosive, what popped out on tape for me was his lateral movement. What popped out on tape for me was his punch and his quick hands. That's what popped out on tape for me. So, no, he's not a Jordan Davis. No, he can't be 6'6", 340, run a 4'7", but he did run a 4'7", that's 6'4", 304. So I take that any day. But for me, I thought he had a little bit more lateral movement than Jordan Davis when it came down to the interior. You know, he's a sideway guy go up the field. When I look at him, I look at Aaron Donald. That's exactly who I compare and who I look at. So a guy who can play defense end, a guy who can play uh, nose tackle when it comes down to that 4-3 defense, you put him in a 3-4 defense, I think he's going to catch hell. He's going to catch problems. You keep him in that 4-3 schemes, man, you got a, you got a defensive tackle like an Aaron Donald, a defensive lineman, I'm sorry. When guys can play multiple positions, they hate when I say D tackles. I mean a great defensive lineman, but in that 4-3 scheme. I, I hear what you're saying, Ike, and I love that you're showing love to the to the D line. One thing I'm curious about with Wyatt, and I know that this is a thing in the NBA, he's uh-huh. 24 years old entering the league. So from a development standpoint, is he kind of already physically what he's going to be in the league? That's just one question I have, one note of concern no, that he- I have, because if you're entering the NBA at 24, it's like, this guy is kind of what he is at this point versus if you're Correct. entering the NBA when you're like, say, 19 years old. Correct. He, he's grown. His maturity level is high. Going into the league at 24 years old, like you say, Mark, his body has already developed. Now he just, need his, he just needs to get his IQ from a football standpoint on the NFL level. But you don't have to worry about anything off the field. He going to understand what it is to be a professional. You ain't got to worry about none of that BS. So you're getting a guy, even though he's 24 at the age, me as a rookie, he's going to already be ready to come on the field and damn near be like a dad. <laughs> Ike, let's keep things here in the SEC conference. Uh, DeMarvin Leal out of Texas, or, uh, excuse me, yes, Texas A&M. DeMarvin Leal is your number three defensive tackle. What did you see from Leal this past season? Another full three scheme schematic kind of interior guy a defense alignment on third down packages you can put them inside and you can do blitz you can do stunts you can cross them up on or or you can keep them outside so for me when i looked at him i thought he was probably the most athletic the most versatile defense alignment and uh his stock really rise in the in the senior bowl as well but he's another guy who can play inside outside and we're talking about the edge rushers, Mark. A lot of these defensive tackles going to get shortcutted because we have enough defensive tackles as well. They're not as deep as the edge rushing unit. But, man, you want to talk about probably being as wide receivers, as D tackles, I mean, as edge rushers, then I think in my mind is D tackles when it comes down to depth for this NFL draft. So, But DeMarvin Lil, man, from Texas A&M, man, he can pretty much play inside to outside. But he has to bulk up a little bit if you want to play anything in the inside. Like you say, 285 is kind of light to play inside all the time. But if you want to get a guy, if you want to get him edge rushing all the time, he reminds me of Lamar Woodley. Lamar Woodley was 285, and he was an outside linebacker for us, but he was a 3-4 linebacker. Now, this is what DeMarvin Lill can do. If you want to put him in that 3-4, that 3-4, put him on the outside as a linebacker, let him get to the uh, quarterback 
Or if you want to put them in a 4-3, let them rush the edge as a true right or uh, left DN, but you can put them in the middle if you want to run stunts and let them get to the quarterback as well. I'm reading one scouting report about him right now, Ike, and the two things that they mention is the short area quickness. So don't get too caught up in the five-second flat 40-yard dash time because right. at the line of scrimmage, most right. defensive linemen are rarely going to run 40 yards down the field. But then number two, the rare versatility lining up inside, outside. Ike, the scouting report I'm reading right now is a real-life joker because you can put him anywhere and he consistently Correct. makes plays. Correct. It's, it's hard to get a guy that you can say he can play multiple positions, you know. So when you got a guy like DeMarvin Leal who can play multiple positions, that ain't nothing but a bonus check for you as a defense coordinator. Okay, Ike, we will go to number four. That's Perry on Winfrey from Oklahoma, 6'4", 290. What would you see from the Sooners product? Man, this stock rised in the senior boat, Mark. And when you talk about Perry on Winfrey, they talked about this motor. So this is the T.J. White. I'm thinking about when you look at TJ Watt, you look at the motor. I'm not saying I'm not comparing him to TJ Watt. I'm saying his relentless motive. When you watch TJ Watt, all matter of fact, TJ Watt, TJ Watt engine oil is gone. It, it, it will never stop. The same thing with Perion Winfrey. Perion Winfrey, man, he never runs out of gas. We had a guy like him, and his name was Clark Hagens. Clark wasn't super athletic but he always had a motor. You would never outwork him. He's in the weight room early in the morning. He's in the weight room after practice. After practice, When I watch Perrion Winfrey, who I think is more athletic than my former teammate and Clark Hagens, he has that motor like that. So when the offensive lineman is tired and he's still going from the first play to the 75th play with the same intensity, the same motor, it's going to be hard on that offensive guard to tackle. When a, when a running back or when a tight end is trying to chip, and you and you go against a Perry or Perry on Winfrey, and this motor is still the same as the first snap to the 75th snap. It's like, coach, man, what in the heck is this guy eating? What is he taking before the game? And this was play in and play out every game, all game for Perry on Winfrey. He was named the MVP of the Reese's Senior Bowl, Ike. So maybe some Reese's. I don't know what he's putting in the what he's putting in the tank, what he's putting in the engine, but right. It never stops. And I, I always love some of the same catchphrases about some of the draft prospects, but relentless motor, I, th I think is one that's a little bit more casually thrown around, but I do think that applies here to Perry on Winfrey out of Oklahoma, oh, yeah. because you, you, you turn on the tape and the tape doesn't lie. The tape is your resume. As you like to say, Ike. No, it is. Well, well Perry on Winfrey, man, we, I don't use a motor for too many people, but when I talk about motor, I'm talking about to the first, to the, 65th or 75th play, and he just had that energy the whole time. Anytime you bring up any kind of car analogy here on the show, Ike, it's my responsibility to bring that out of you because it's just like, man, I, I just want to be a bystander. I just want to be a listener <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I got you, Mark. Number five, Travis Jones from UConn, 6'4", 325, and this is the big boy who's going to plug the middle, Ike. I think you could put him at a one technique, a three technique, you could put him directly over the center. This is a large, massive man who controlled the line of scrimmage for the Huskies and at the senior bowl as well. Another player who helped raise his stocks. He won the defensive tackle of the week award for the national team at the senior bowl too. Uh, was a key contributor and one of the top linemen, but this is the guy you put in the middle who is going to plug 
your your defense. He's going to anchor the middle of your defense and control the line of the scrimmage on the interior. Again, 6'4", 325, Travis Jones. So when you say, when you think of 6'4", 325, how in the heck does this guy get skinny in the gap? This is exactly what <laughs> was doing consistently, not only on the field, but at the senior bowl. He was getting skinny in the, in the gap. And when you have a guy that big who can move that fast with short area quickness, quick, quickness, that means he's getting vertical ASAP and he's already causing havoc. The only issue, which isn't a bad issue for him, is just that you got a Jordan Davis, a Devontae Wyatt, a DeMarvin Lib, a Perrion Winfrey in front of him. Other than that, man, if he would have came out next year in 2023, he probably would have been the first D tackle taken off the board. But when you looked at you know, Travis Jones, or at least when I looked at him, I saw the short area quickness, one. I saw him getting skinny in the gap, two. And I saw his lateral movement, three. But the only knock was, man, he coming out with a boatload of four guys in my mind in front of him that are better than him only because it's 2022 draft. I'm with you there, Ike. And again, I go back to style of play being different. At 325, you compare him to DeMarvin Leal, who's at 283. So you're talking about almost a 50-pound difference. He's a 3-4 nose nose tackle. In my mind, Mark, he's a 3-4 nose tackle. Ike, as you like, to, you're talking my turkey right now. We're we're speaking the same language there in terms of yeah. what Travis Jones brings to the table. And since we're talking about it, don't be surprised if the Pittsburgh still stands Travis Jones as a D tackle. You heard it here first. You heard it here first on the Believe in Steelers show. Ike, that's our full list of both edge rushers and defensive tackles. When we talk later this week on Friday. When you're talking about the linebacker position, inside linebackers, outside linebackers as well. Next week, we will have top defensive backs, so corners and safeties. And then we will have your mock draft next week in advance of the 2022 draft. So still a lot a lot to get to here on Believe in Steelers. Oh, yeah. They're they going to be shocked at my mock draft. And I think, I think I'm going to hit it on the head with at least five of them. At least five. Well, that'll be good because there's 32 selections, Ike. I want to give you a shout out. You're the absolute best, Ike Taylor. I want to thank the Believe Network, also our producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, Lucy Odin, and the crew over there. Today's sponsors of Believe in Steelers, Bet Online, and Athletic Greens. And I want to thank you, the listeners and the viewers of Believe in Steelers show click subscribe give us that five stars we appreciate you thank you for making us a part of of your day i appreciate everybody for listening tuning in i second everything mark said for ike taylor i'm mark berg and thank you for tuning in to believe in steelers uh we will see you later this week again top linebackers that's coming on friday until then take care and so long everybody peace Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.